Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, let's get ready to... Hello, hello, I'm Shushana. And I'm Jean. I'm Cast. Are you both ready to mumble? Yes. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Rumble, <laughs> mumble, whatever, yeah. Rhyme, whatever works. You Stumble, know? Yeah. crumble. Yeah, yeah. Um, how are you doing? <laughs> like, really? Yeah, like, how are you doing? We're, you know, getting by. We're out here, you know. How are you doing, man? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, had a really good productive weekend. Not restful, though. And it's always like at the end of a weekend, I feel like I wanted it to be both productive and restful, but mm. it's never going to be the both. So my weekends are just never satisfying. So like, I feel like in adulthood, I low-key like the week more because I put less pressure on myself. Mm. Word. Um, but I feel yeah. that. Um, well, we are all once again creatives in this room. Um, I'm going to just give a warning to y'all. Um this episode we might be saying some problematic shit in your eyes <laughs> um i might be saying shit that you weren't expecting um so like just ride with it okay um i wouldn't have warned them i would have yeah i mean i'm not planning <laughs> yeah, on yeah, it yeah, you know, just, just whatever happens happens we'll yeah, take it, goes, it from there goes, you know yeah. <laughs> okay anyway so do we think poetry and rap are the same thing? You want to take that first? Uh, not really. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a yeah um, charged question. Like, I mean, from my stance, it, it's one of those things that I think there's definitely a line, a very, very fine line, mm-hmm. and depending on the person an even finer mm-hmm. <laughs> line. But I think there is a distinction, at least in my mind, between poetry and rap. Um, and I think that that distinction really starts with intention, mm-hmm. where, you know, it's like, if you're saying something and you're telling me this is poetry, it's po- like that, it is poetry, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're telling me, okay, this is a rap, but to me, it sounds like poetry. Like, I got to respect that you have established yeah. this as rap, right? So that intention and expectation, I think, is the first baseline for it. Um, but then when it comes to myself, for example, right? Like, if I'm writing something down, I'm not going into it in my head like, oh, I'm going to write a poem or I'm going to write a rap. And so that question becomes very prevalent for me when I finish writing something, I'm like, what did I write? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And in that case, I, I think that's where it gets more difficult for me to to identify where that where that line is drawn more on the technical or literal side of things. Do you like rhyming? Do you like like Oh, I love rhyming. I've I like I think rhyming is one of those things that ever since I was a kid has just drawn me to writing. Like just hearing the sound, the endings of mm-hmm. sentences mesh well yeah. together yeah. was you, what drew me you, into writing in the first place also just naturally have a very rhythmic delivery that Thank sounds you. very musical yeah yeah and so like it's 
it, it's at the point where it's almost impossible for me to write without rhyming. Like yeah. I have to think of it like I'm writing a school paper if I don't want to rhyme. Yeah, no, nah, um, I'd say you write so. raps, bro. Honestly, like in a lot of ways, the shit is musical and it rhymes and it's like I don't know. I feel like poetry is like the overarching thing, but mm. I think that rap is like a subset of poetry, kind of like how every mm. square is a rectangle. Uh, but every rectangle is not necessarily a square. Right. It's mm, like but all shapes just start like, with you know, a triangle. Is that true? Yeah. Like except for a circle. Or, I guess. Yeah. I mean, all rap and poetry start with words. So like, yeah, triangles, like words. Songs or poetry, like just a, a poem or a rap isn't a rap is almost always pretty much always a poem. Mm. A poem isn't necessarily a rap. You know what I mean? It's like a. But when you talk about songs, then that adds like music and right. sounds and production and. So I, I think it's a I really but think it's a distracting for, question. For your for the stuff that you've written <laughs> as like just verses. Yeah. Would it be difficult for you to add music production to those things? Nah, that's how I that's how I make stuff. I, it always starts as just verses. It always starts mm -hmm. as just the words. And then like I throw in musically what I think like fits the shit. That's really like the process. I, I seldom like produce out of like oh let's just see what i come up with and then write to what i made it, it always starts with words it always starts with mm. an idea at least mm. lyrically we went to a poetry show last night we did how was it Would mid you... just say it mid <laughs> just say it no no, okay. no 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 we, i'm not, I, at least i'm not saying that. Yeah. i don't know if that's that that was your opinion of it i'm not saying mid though uh, you go. I was, I well, well, the question I was going to pose was, okay, I'm not convinced that what I heard last night was poetry. Okay, word. Um, that's not what, that's not what I thought you were going to say. What uh, did okay. you think I was going to say? No, I, continue, continue. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that they were nice words, um, and I think that I didn't disagree with any of the messaging that um, was being trying to be conveyed. Um, but yeah, I, th I think that they were words that were said in a sing-songy way. Mm -hmm. mm. What would you consider it then? Just people who thought they were poet poets or like? <sighs> yes. Word. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I felt that hesitation on the There's yes, a lot of that. That's okay. <laughs> It was one of those like I really don't want to say it, but yeah, yeah, that's really what I thought. That's fair. I um, I I mean, of course, I, I think I've mentioned this to you before, where I'm sort of in this like I have such a conflict within me, um, because you know one of my intentions with poetry is to uh to show to people that you know anybody can write poetry and anything you want to be poetry can be poetry. And to move away from the the elitist literati, we'll call them. Mm, mm -hmm. But then there's certain there's a certain caliber of poetry that when I see it, I feel a little bit of that elitist inside of myself yeah, yeah. wake yeah, up, yeah. right? And I, I think that that's you know that's sort of what you're talking about with yesterday, where it's like, does this really classify as? But like, if you take a text message that I sent uh, that I sent Cass, for example, and we just pluck that out. And I put that in a poetry book. Does that make it Does a poem? Does that make it a poem? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know that that's where you're coming from with it, right? Yeah. yeah. I, which I mean, I definitely still also have the conflict of 
you know, uh, you know, wanting to fight against elitism. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I do think 100% that in the West, um, literature and art is gatekept. Um, And, you know, this was actually something that was brought up last night, too. But it's true that, like, interesting that you know in in the east and certainly in in south asia and you know i'll speak about bangladesh specifically because that's where i'm from um you know that it's everybody Mm. is a poet everybody sings and dances and like art is just it's so it's just such a part of everyday life um that you know it is so accessible mm. and you know when i think about the 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 liberation war that bangladesh fought um art was such an important tool for that revolution yeah. right and it was like you know you had it, this was a a population of majority uneducated folks civilians who were fighting against an army um that <laughs> the the U.S. aided, uh, and so they had Western weapons fighting against um, civilians, and all of the the revolutionary, the the war songs and the poetry and and all of that was what galvanized those people, mm. um, right? And that that is all work that we still recite today, that we still sing and dance yeah. to today, mm. and so. Um, and then like here, it's very much like, yeah, it's like, it's treated as something that like you were taught in school. Um, and you know, you have to go to upper academia to understand Keats, <laughs> like, um, uh, but also, yeah, I, I still think that these are all still things that you need skill for. Mm, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, um, accessibility is a big thing in terms of like your values and the stuff that you do so yeah Yeah. that makes sense having that opinion and i have i have a strong appreciation for accessibility of arts and as i said like i want poetry to be available to everyone but you know that doesn't mean that i have to think every poem is a good poem or every poet is a good poet right so i think that that's where the distinction with uh, the performance we saw yesterday for example fantastic storyteller really emotional person i love what it is that they have to talk about and what they have to say you know it's not how i'd write poetry right yeah. right that and that's just how i stand to it. but I, I don't think i can ever take it away from them that mm-hmm. that is poetry so again goes back to that to that whole um intention thing so you know i i think that there there are people who sort of view accessibility as a negative mm-hmm. thing where it's like i think i can oh, do that sometimes Sometimes you think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I, that's I'll... my hot take. I think that gatekeeping is okay in some some contexts. In some contexts, I think that like obviously, you know, I have artists. I can speak just for myself. I have artists and sources of inspiration, and things that I look at that like are so personal to me that I don't really like talk about them with other people, and I don't really like go out and about sharing it. Like I just listen to it for me. And if you look at it from like a objective, like you know, therapist point of view of Oh, uh, you know, why are you keeping something that you enjoy that should be shared, that should be given <laughs> out? It's probably true. You know, all of those things like I, you shouldn't, you know, experience any kind of like annoyance from someone enjoying something that you enjoy. But it still could be annoying <laughs> when you come across someone who's like uh, not necessarily paying respect to something 
that is like super important to you or foundational to who you are. And not just that, but like there's so many things that are like super um, almost powerful. And like you mm -hmm. got to like be careful with just, you know, putting that out there. And so I think sure, that it's really yeah. important to like understand the value of uh, protection in that yeah. aspect. Who, um, so, who's... An artist like Gatekeep? <laughs> no, I was actually gonna say, yeah, um, if you wanted, you want to tell us. Yeah, but no, yeah. I was actually gonna say, who's an artist that you like really, you know, because we're talking about artistry a little bit here. Yeah. Um, who's who's an artist that you really appre are appreciating right now? Right now, at this very moment, I like uh, hmm, a lot, a lot of things. Uh, I'd say uh, Earl Sweatshirt is someone who I've been looking at a lot in terms of like the context behind his art it's this is a, a rapper um from odd future a uh group from the early 2010s that formed and uh developed through the internet and to everyone who's odd futures i shouldn't have to explain all this but basically earl is a very interesting case because like a lot of his uh uh a lot of his stuff is very um very expressive very raw he's not making hits he's not making things that are necessarily like pleasant to the ear like a lot of the things that you come across on your for you page or your feeds all of the algorithmic shit that you come across nowadays it's all mixed a certain way to sound very bright very attractive yeah, like very pleasant music, club yeah poppers, very poppy but even with hip-hop you know the snare is very very punchy and bright mm. his stuff is a lot muddier it's a lot bloodier it's a lot uh grittier and mm. um in a lot of ways because of it a lot more honest and yeah i've just been looking at the way that he he's able to to capture that and all of um uh the artists that he's inspired as well and uh, like he he's an example of someone who never like wanted fame and it just fame sort of just happened to him and it's very obvious through his music and the way that he's developed and like i've just been looking at that as a large source of inspiration for um an artist with like a lot of creative integrity because fame can change you in a lot mm. of ways when mm -hmm. uh, just other people getting involved in your process can like really 100%. uh really distort it and so he's he's an example of someone who in my opinion has only gotten better and um learned how to balance uh handling so many people who love his stuff while also making the things that he thinks are important and i think all artists should focus on what uh what they find to be important and cool. I think that you can't just make stuff that's like, this is what's happening right now and this is what I should be talking about. Or I'm black, so people expect me to talk about X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily have to be the things so that you- I could go on a whole tangent you know, about yeah, 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 that yeah, part you know, right there. It's yeah. a whole, I, I feel like the most important thing is that you have to believe in what you're making. And if yeah. you don't believe in what you're making, why would I believe in what you're making as yeah. an audience member? You like know? making what you would listen to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Make what yeah. you would listen to. Make what you think is important for you in, as an individual to talk about. Yeah. You know, And then from there, you can go into like, what are your values as an individual? Maybe you do have to be a voice for X, Y, and Z. But like, right. it has to come from you. You have to have a, a sense of self before mm -hmm. you go out and share that kind of stuff. And some people like find themselves through doing that. It's really interesting. So. It's all uh, it, it's all mixed, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the 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 different kinds of experiences people have with sharing their work. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that, and I mean, yeah. I think even like with me and like filmmaking, like it's sort of the same thing. Where like as um, a non-white creator, um, 
there's expectations of the kinds of stories that you would expect me to tell mm-hmm. and like you know and it's it's like the whole like um you know we always see poverty in other nations but america would never show poverty in america mm-hmm. on screen mm-hmm. <laughs> um that's fox yeah. um and it's like and so you know i think there's and i don't think it's just me i think that there's a lot of um uh, filmmakers out there uh, from immigrant or you know immigrant descendants who um, are really fucking tired of yeah, making <laughs> the same kind of uh, or like having to tell the same kind of story over and over again because we're being told that that's the only kind of um, film that our audience will uh, you know the, or that a popular audience will consume um, where you know it's like really we just want to make some experimental shit yeah <laughs> you want you gotta like fun is so important. You know, like make something that's like different and exciting to you. So yeah, that's oof. I love that. Yeah. It's kind of like it's really interesting because you were you you know you were talking about the expectations from different groups. Like, not every couple from another country's relationship yeah, yeah. love story starts as an arranged marriage. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, not everyone Stereotypes. has a boyfriend that ended up in jail at mm-hmm. some point. Like black people have regular breakups. <laughs> You know, like there are fathers who are actually in their kids' lives, even though they're not with the mother, (laughs) you know, they're still in the kids' lives. Like, no, you didn't have to grow up in the projects. Like, they're just, yes, we have, you know, suburban homes too. And so, like, there are, you know, stories that have been told for generations by a certain population and guess what other populations have those types of lives and love stories and you know successes as well and it's like almost mind-boggling for people to see that because you're always expecting when you have the the picket the the suburban home with the picket fence and the dog running out it's a white family running out after that dog yeah you know what i'm saying and then you put a black family running out after that dog it's like whoa whoa (laughs) wait a minute Mm -hmm. (laughs) what's going on here yeah um so it's always interesting to uh, also to hear about your experiences being in that industry versus me as mostly a consumer of that industry right so yeah no and i think i mean somebody that sort of uh has been creating the you know mindy kaling is an example of somebody who's like created multiple shows they're all the same Mm. (laughs) so she's created a lot of uh, multiple shows that all feel like the same arc line um and a lot of people have called her out on it um the thing for me is like i don't necessarily think that like mindy needs to change because i think to some level she's just telling the her experience of she does have an experience that is uh more privileged yeah. and different than mm. mine and so my thing is well that's just the case for why we need more of us telling our stories to be able to you know give it that nuance yeah to all the executives are like well we have mindy kaling why do you need anybody yeah, else yeah, yeah. fuck you <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i'm glad you answered it because I, I was gonna ask i was like is it a problem yeah, though for yeah, someone yeah, yeah. to tell the same story yeah. like that's just them doing it, it them. works that's what you know they if it works tell. it works you know you know like i maybe for for her it's like either i tell this story or i don't tell any story at right, all yeah. it's like you know i'm always for more art than less art so yeah i'm glad you you addressed that as well uh y'all want to know an artist that i really tried to gatekeep yeah. but became popular who the weekend really nah that was never gonna happen that was literally (laughs) literally never gonna happen like (laughs) i'm sorry to tell you the weekend has always been yeah nah that's funny though that's where you're on onto him and like 
2009 or some shit or is it like yeah well one of my uh best friends she was the one who introduced me to the weekend and and then we both became obsessed and um yeah i'm not a fan of the current weekend word okay really yeah no I kind of like the whole like '80s vibe that was going on with that. She sang this album. on record, bro. That's why. Yo, I know, I know. <laughs> My goodness, the, that why last not? album had a calm vibe to it. it I liked it, but yeah. yeah. I mean, Don't of course, I prefer like the party and the after party. Yeah, and yeah. Everything that House was going of on with and that. All that. Yeah. Oh my Do God. you yeah, yeah. gatekeep your music? my own music yeah sometimes i feel like i do what do you think i don't know i feel like yes. you have a better yeah <laughs> i was gonna say i feel like I you mean, have a better answer i feel like you have a better answer there's only i don't one know. right answer here. is it you think yes too yes damn bro that's fucked up i don't want to i mean i, here, here, <laughs> I mean hello first of all elo is a private account yeah oh shit you're right <laughs> Yo, I totally done you. very intentionally damn, bro, yes. Yes. this isn't like something he didn't realize yeah yeah, yeah. Very wow intentional yeah, yeah. Decision. You, damn i do gatekeep yeah not wow. only that, gatekeep but my own if, shit. if i remember correctly wow. i think we've talked in the past um you know you and i have yeah, met up a couple yeah, yeah, yeah. times before yeah right and we've twice. talked about <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about this concept of meeting people yeah. and not letting them know right away that you're an artist of course yeah why would i do that yeah. Ex- exactly right that right there <laughs> that right there why would i do that thank it's like you the worst i don't have anything do. else to say yeah. <laughs> you said it for me thank you but <laughs> right is it your goal to become famous absolutely yeah i think that it's important for not necessarily for me to become famous but i want the things I make to impact many people. Mm-hmm. I think that I have the potential to do that. So do, do you, are you keeping Elo a private account because you think that that builds hype? No, it's more, it's less about hype. It's more so about um, the value of having, uh, I guess, highly invested people in the work. I don't want any casual fans on that page. I only want people who genuinely care about the stuff that I'm doing, the shows that I have, and who like genuinely consider coming out, people who buy the merch, people who watch the videos and know the references that I'm making, those kinds of things. I uh, care Real fans. about that. Yes, yeah. true supporters. Super yeah, yeah, yeah. valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But exactly. do you think that you can reach the level of notoriety that yeah. you're going for without the casual fan? You need casual fans for sure. Definitely. I think that right now, I'm so uh, invested in, in just making sure that, like, I have a foundation locked down because I'm going to start to do a lot more, like, of that uh, casual fan experience, a lot more, like, wider net stuff. Mm-hmm. So, to mm-hmm. me, it's just important that I don't uh, I don't disrespect or um, minimize those highly invested people, and I want to make sure that they they know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not going to permanently. The pri- Elo will not be a permanently private page mm-hmm. or anything. But yeah, it, I think that right now, it makes sense for it to yeah. be private. I mean, if anybody else gets signed to the label, I feel like they might beef with you yeah, over the I fact don't... that it's a private page. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you man. know what I'm saying? Like, like you're thing, marketing like, their new drops, right. but so like <laughs> I'm not the there yet. Fun. I'm not signing people yet. You know, I'm not doing right. anything with you know that kind of like level of legitimacy. I'll get to that point, and by the time I'll be doing that, the page will have been you know mm-hmm. public so yeah that really right now i know where i'm at i know what i should be focusing on in that regard do we think kanye is somebody who tried to gatekeep his stuff who tried to gatekeep his stuff no no i don't, I don't think so that's my immediate answer but what do you think are you well, thinking an just, example of like uh, well no i just feel like he's a he's a the kind of artist who like also 
really tries to curate its experiences. Mm-hmm. Do you like his music? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you didn't like The Weeknd. I, I, don't, I was curious about, like, that's why. <laughs> Kanye produced for The Weeknd. I know. A lot. Yeah, I was just curious about, like, okay. where the overlaps are. So. Uh, yes. Uh, I do like Kanye's music. Um do I like Kanye? Uh, that's, yeah, we don't have to answer that. <laughs> yeah. That's not a whole <laughs> different um, thing. There are many other podcasts yeah, covering that topic. Plenty, yeah. Too many, exactly. But um, yeah, I just feel like he's, I, I don't know, I feel like he's also like another artist that's pretty protective of his work. His work. Yeah, yeah. I think that he reached a point um, like three, four years ago where he wasn't about any of that protection, where it was just like make every single step of all of this as public as possible. The inception, the conception of the idea, the process, uh, all everything, just public, 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 public. And yeah, like I, 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 I don't know how I feel about that yet. Mm-hmm. I see the value in it of like being so open about all of that. But mm-hmm. I, I really do think that there is a forgotten value in privacy and protecting mm. what is of value. Mm-hmm. You should You should know when to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that. Being super public, being super open and out mm-hmm. there about yourself is amazing. And there's a strength in that. You have to be really resilient and know how to handle, like, a lot of people throwing their opinions at you about shit. But also, I think that nowadays, people are doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have, like, things that are, like, as valuable as, yeah. like, a lot of, you know, the things that are being protected. So, I don't know. I just That's just my two cents. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a, there's a relativeness to it, in a sense, right, where... Um, you know, for example, in when we talk about artists, sometimes a, a topic that comes up is uh, being able to, you know, experience pain and talk about pain because you've been happy mm. or being able to experience happiness because you've been down and mm-hmm. you've been in the dumps. Da, da, da. And so similarly, like the things that you share out to the open become more impactful because there are things that you keep private. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, meanwhile, if you're open with everything, then everything that you have has less value. Word, yeah. Right. Um, but I, I haven't followed Kanye too closely. Um, but if, if from what I saw in a lot of, uh, you know, like tweets that he would post around album releases and things seems to be somebody who doesn't necessarily want to gatekeep everything, but to have a strong sense of control, yeah, control over everything that it is that he puts out, you know, and when you're working yeah. with record labels, again, that's not something that I do personally, but you know, I've heard that you do lose a lot of that control. Yeah, so yeah. I think Definitely. that. That is something that really came out, you know, for him where it was like he wants to be the final say on everything that comes out with his name on it, which I can understand to an extent, right? If you're a producer, you produce all of your own shit, you write it, like, of course, yeah. Exactly. And and it's sort of like you're you're dealing with the um, sort of choosing between uh, or choosing this evil where it's like. You know, I know I need the record label to have the reach that I want to have, but I also want to have the control. But I know the record label won't give me that control. And so yeah. determining like what's worth it. Um, and I think another thing that we <laughs> balance as the consumer is the art uh, mm-hmm. that the artist is creating and then the artists themselves, which, again, I think Kanye is a very relevant yeah, person yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, for that conversation. Um, Not so, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean... You know, I think Kanye is also. Ooh, poor Kanye. Um, <laughs> I don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, I just. Yo, he did it to himself. Like, does <laughs> he's doing it? He uh, wants this. He literally wants this. No, like, no, no. Yeah, it's I so just obvious meant... that he wants all of this shit happening. Like, yeah, no, hundred percent. So. I just mean that. I just. 
I just mean that Kanye can be used as an example for so many things. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what I was going to say is that I think that he also serves as an example yeah, of yeah, somebody yeah. who, um, you know, where the sort of, you know, him not always knowing, like, who genuinely had his best interest mm. at heart. Right? Yeah, yeah. That And that happens when you're, you're, like, super talented and everyone agrees and a bunch of people start coming in yeah. to the process around your music. You get very, very skeptical about mm. those uh, people around you, close right. to you, you know. Um, and so I think where I was trying to go with that was just, mm -hmm. you know, as all of us being creators um, and, you know, the process of art sometimes becoming, um, which I think uh, we've, we've talked about in other podcast episodes too, just, you know, we become isolated. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, how do we deal with that? Isolation, loneliness, and making art. Yeah. I don't. Up on yeah. I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I don't. you don't experience it or you don't deal with it? I don't deal with it. I don't think I do, like, healthily, at least, for me to be okay. able to, like, talk about and be like, oh, yeah, this is, I just follow it. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, I'm I'm not a, uh ideal example of the way to, to handle, like, mm -hmm. isolation. So, I mean, like, what has shit. been your experience with Because I'm curious, personally, like, what... It's very... I, you... I feel like just being an artist, like, making art beautiful and having the ability to make art beautiful, mm. but being known by everyone around you as an artist mm. can fucking suck a lot because a lot of people make very, very weird, like, assumptions and uh ideas around your idea of yourself mm. and it's like I've, I've experienced it firsthand like as soon as someone finds out that i make what i make in the way that i make it which is self-produced i mix master produce everything write every single word play all of the instruments as soon as someone finds that out oh he thinks he's the shit mm. you know oh he thinks x y and z he probably uh thinks he's too cool to do x y and z it's it's very very easy to isolate a person who does these kinds of things and so that you're just a product of that but like it within that that's where you find like a lot of like almost uh uh revelations behind like the work that you put together because the most the the i i feel like i don't i wouldn't say like i'm a lonely person or anything i have a, a great support system mm -hmm. lots of really good people around me but during the process it can be very taxing to be like alone on a consistent basis mm. um and that's where i think music and film differ so so much because in music you can do it all on your own you could do it on a laptop in the back of a whatever classroom the way that i was doing it in high school with film you literally need other people like you need a person filming and you need someone who set up the microphones it, it's a it's an inherently collaborative experience mm -hmm. especially when you're doing it on a bigger scale with mm -hmm. music it doesn't matter if you're big scale small scale it's it's a lot easier. There's a lower barrier of entry for those kinds of things, mm -hmm. and uh, the the way that it's uh, backwards when it comes to the actual things you're creating in music, you uh, it, or rather in film, when you do those big budget productions, you have a lot more um, obligations in terms of like, oh, we have product placement, and this person has to be in it, and don't do that in the script, and um, yeah, in in uh, in music, I feel like the possibilities are endless when you have like big budget stuff. But in the beginning, there are a lot of those restrictions of like, oh, uh, 
people aren't going to be fucking with you if you're making some weird experience. Like you have mm-hmm. to sound mm-hmm. like other people in order for them to like um, understand what you're, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very interesting. Like the backwards creative journey, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's all it's all fucked. That's 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 my yeah. point. It's all fucked. Being an artist sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh, don't okay. do it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I, I definitely do film because of the collaborative yeah, experience yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, I just um, always, I, I work better um, in in teams. Um, I think the part that because I'm a producer, which means that I often have to take the brunt of a lot of the shit. Um, I think that part um, can become really difficult. Um, and, um, you know, I, I do feel like I'm, I constantly am producing every aspect of my life too, in my personal life. And so like, I think for me, like with friends and things, like if I have to plan that shit too, I'm just like, bro, like, yeah, for sure, man, (laughs) you're doing everything, you know? Um, so I think that for me is where like, I will like. I just I can go months without talking to any of my friends wow. because I just am tired. <laughs> word, word, word. I like, feel like I've had such a different experience than yeah. both of you <laughs> in artistry. I mean, inherently, I feel like poetry is the loneliest type of guess, art yeah. simply because Writing, yeah. it's uh, it's not impossible to write poetry collaboratively. But why the fuck would I? Right, 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 <laughs> like, right, right. I don't want your again. I write the poetry that I myself want yeah. to read and in in experience. And you know, I've said before, like I'm my favorite artist. Uh, I'm my favorite poet. And initially, I thought that was be. a selfish thing to not say, at all. Or an arrogant be. thing to say. But 100%. it's not that I think I'm the most talented yep. poet. I've absolutely read people yes. who are more talented than me perform better than I do. But like. They talk about things that are for them, mm-hmm. yes, writing exactly. about them, you, and I like reading about you. me. Yes, <laughs> and exactly. so I make what I want you to hear be, the most. I think every artist should be their own favorite artist. That's yeah. how you know that and, you're doing the right thing. And I agree with that. So yeah, so going back to to the loneliness, like I I feel like for poetry, I inherently just want to be on my own, and so I value that alone time a lot, and I value being able to 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 really delve into that experience, and um, a lot of my art sort of draws from moments of loneliness right and so being on my own almost feeds the art in a way not in the sense that I um fear loneliness anymore I think there was a point in life where I didn't like being alone and didn't necessarily um enjoy not having people constantly around me to reach out to but now where I'm at like my alone time is some of my favorite time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Um, same here for sure but I, I think something you were mentioning with um, when people find out certain things about your art, yeah, they yeah. have these expectations mm-hmm. of you. And I think that where that comes into play for me, uh, you know, with you, it's the pr- being a producer and timing things and putting things together. Where it comes into play for me is that people read my poetry and they start to take it a little too literally. Mm. Right. They're like, oh, my God. Like, are you OK? Are you you're okay? going yeah, through yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, Bro, you write chill. literally a lot, though. Like you're, you're very like matter of fact with some of the things that you write about. You like I, I like how you incorporate like metaphor, but I feel like a lot of your poetry is very like uh, uh like you see it like it, this is what yeah. it is in that regard, you know? Yeah. And I, I think part of that is like I want to I, I think it sort of relates back to my sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. Where when I make a joke, I'm so deadpan about it mm. and I'm very <laughs> just straightforward. <laughs> 
and it's like if you're one of my homies like you get that i just made a joke and other people are like yo is he okay (laughs) and you know so with so with my poetry like i want you to believe it i don't want you to know what's real and what's not you know most of it is drawing from reality most of it is drawing from actual experiences i've had but then there are certain details that you throw in there like there's this one piece I got to share with y'all later. Um, <laughs> like, it's built off of a real experience and off of a real friendship. But then I just build it out to this, like, mastodon. Yeah. When really it was just, like, I don't know, a little fish swimming in the stream. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, it's, you know, I, I there are a lot, there's a lot of my poetry that is stated very matter-of-factly, matter yeah. as you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a grandiose representation of what I'm actually trying to say. So... Yeah, I, I think that the expectations of your art definitely can compound that loneliness because you start to feel like nobody knows you yeah. anymore. It's like, you know, you ask somebody, um, who is Gene? And then they'll start talking about these different things. And, you know, some some of what they'll say is true. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, damn, you don't really know me. Like, I know why you think that. Like, I can see the connections. I see the lines. But it, it isn't me. And, it uh, you know, while I do have friends that I do think see me for for me those are the friends that don't engage as much with my poetry mm. and with my art um so you know it, it, it's yeah well now i'm kind of like fuck what the fuck do you think nah, about me? Nah, nah. <laughs> i wasn't talking about y'all y'all are yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all are definitely more on the like, side of people, this man's know, career, right? like, <laughs> of people who know who i am but you know just you're sort of you as an artist you live two lives Really, and when you're producing, creating videos, yeah. writing, and all, you're living like six lives at once. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, hey man, it's something. Uh, <laughs> and then when you know you start producing for other people, yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. it just becomes Oof. a whole yeah. thing. So I definitely understand where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, with yeah, that. for sure. Um, I do remember when you uh, came up with the concept for your second book. Um, you <sighs> had expressed. I'm any, sorry. any dates? Any uh, release not date? Yet. Nothing. Not nothing yet. You had expressed Title? something. Cons- I mean, one of the uh, sorry. Uh, sorry, I'm 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 asking him like random <laughs> shit about the book. I'm interested. My fault. You hit express. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. This. I mean, you like manage him. Like you're you're you know all of the shit already. You know. I don't. So whatever. So you had expressed um, concern Spanish. about people perceiving the poems in this book. Mm. as like too dark right yeah i mean there's definitely a concern there but i i always you know i can never give my straight thoughts on something because i feel like i have two thoughts on everything and they're almost always opposing sides so one side of me is concerned like yeah i don't want people to to like think that i'm you know depressed and really going through the dredges of yeah, life yeah, yeah. and you know, somebody needs the to trenches. save like please don't try to save me right, you know what right, i'm saying right. but on the other hand i'm like yo low-key that might make you hella interesting <laughs> to people right now right, you know right. what i'm saying like some people might be like yo this hold on let me pay more attention to yeah, him yeah, he yeah. seems to know what i'm going through right and yeah. i'm like i don't know that i do brother but you mm-hmm. know i'm but here you know for what? you i'm here for you let me know my you art know? is here for you so <laughs> how do y'all feel about relatability like in general like responsibility oh, for that like I don't I don't know that I'm always trying to be relatable. Mm, word. Um I think going back to the show that we went to last night, mm. that was that was a show all about relatability. Yes, that that's the highest yeah. <laughs> the highest um, attribute of that. And I think that obviously like, you know, there's a level of wanting to form a connection and that can be really strong and powerful. But also like, you know, the project that you and I are about to do, um the 
this you know episodic series rubbing my hands like Birdman, yeah, Birdman hand rub. Um, <laughs> like that's a series that like I you know in terms of from my angle of like visual direction on that project, I'm not really looking for it to feel familiar to anybody. Like I want it to be a little like, what the fuck is going on? Mm. I I like that, and I you know the way I see it, like I like the normies to feel like that. So there there's two ways that I see relatability. One is relatability with you know the show that we saw last night, and a lot of what people try to do where they know they have an exact audience that they want to relate mm-hmm. to, and they know exactly how they want you to relate mm-hmm. to it. I like the sort of surprising mm. relatability. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I write something that's so deeply personal to me. Like, I mean, the absolute coincidence we had when I was in Los Angeles the other day, um, you know, back in October, right? And we're talking, uh, we're talking with one of your friends. Oh, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I talked, to, I, I told this story um, that's in my upcoming book where I was 12 years old and this kid jumped into the pool and I went in to save him. Um, and my mom jumped in to pull both of yeah. us out because he was trying to drown me. This guy was like, yo, when I was younger, I was in the pool and my cousin jumped in and he was drowning and I went to save him. He almost drowned me and my mom jumped in. I'm like, what? Yeah, that was a crazy moment, bro. Like, what? it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Insane. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's just crazy to me that there are moments where you're not even going to try to make that connection mm-hmm. to yeah. somebody else, but it's going to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, first and foremost, you know, focus on being you mm-hmm. and putting you in the art. Yeah. And then the relatability, the relatability will come. come. There's yeah. 7 Absolutely. billion people, yeah. 100%. 8 billion, I don't count no more. No. <laughs> I don't check Google yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you just hit eight. If I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, someone's gonna relate yeah. to your experiences. Right. You're not that special. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, no, I mean, I definitely, I think my thing is I'm just not trying to make diluted Tumblr mm. content. That's what a lot of relatability is, though. It's when it's like obvious that they're trying to be connective, mm-hmm. not like um, personal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I don't think that, uh, I think that people will only get out of your work what you put into your work, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So like the more raw and honest that you are about you, the more that people will get out of it. Like if you don't put that much depth into what you're doing, that's okay, like there's an art to that too. There's a science to making things like dumbing it down. That's a mm-hmm. terrible phrase to describe what I'm talking about. I, I honestly don't think it should be like used in music, but like there's a science to it. There's a science mm-hmm. to making something more approachable. And um, that's a whole different thing though from like being like very, very, very personal and raw about what you're doing. You can like balance both. I think that that's where the best uh, stuff comes from music wise. Mm-hmm. I think if we really wanted to go into hot takes, we could talk about why certain politicians were successful and mm-hmm. how dumbing it down was. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we won't we won't get into different that. podcasts. You know, <laughs> yeah. we'll make one. Bro. We'll <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I think that's a great note to end on. Okay, great. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, thank you both for being on the show. Thank you thank for you. having us. Yes. This is a uh, wonderful. Uh, rate, comment, subscribe, leave a review. Peace. You. Thank you.